0: A 4-3 overtime loss for the Arizona Coyotes. They fall to the Chicago Blackhawks at home. So they didn't go at two points, but they do get at least one. We're going to talk about this game, break it down, see what we thought on this episode of Locked On Coyotes.
1: Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlik right beside me on this episode of Lockdown Coyotes. It is our post-game show right after the Arizona Coyotes fall to the Chicago Blackhawks four to three in overtime. Uh, Carl wasn't uh, obviously wasn't what we would hope. We would co- we, were, we were both hoping for a win, but it was an interesting game nonetheless. It kind of was. It kind of made. up for a little bit for the last few games because they were so out that we're just like this was just sad versus this which was like oh we got a game
1: yeah uh the coyotes showed a lot of resilience that we haven't seen recently uh where they came back from a you know two goal deficit to tie it up which is great absolutely love to see it uh every goal the coyotes let in uh I can say, like, wasn't Carol Vamelka's fault, which is also great to get a very solid game from Vamelka, uh, because that's another thing that we haven't really gotten too much. So it was an all around, like, good effort. Uh, and if we were at a point in the season where it mattered if they won or lost, then we would be a little bit more critical. But for right now, just with the team the way it is, we're like, yeah, it's good, you did good.
0: Well. I think all things considered, right? It's yeah. like the team being battered with injuries, which by the way, um, you have, you're I'm mentioning of another injury for the Arizona coyotes of an update. go ahead and share that with us as well.
1: Oh, yes. Uh, so we actually have two updates for their, for injuries, uh, one shorter, one potentially long term. Uh, Jay Beagle sustained a lower body injury during the game. Uh, he was limited to four minutes and 10 seconds, which is not that much. Uh, potentially looked like something happening with his knee, and he did have to be helped to the back. Uh, the Coyotes have definitely dealt with quite a few lower body injuries. This could be it for Beagle for the season um, and potentially just, I, I don't know if he is going to be in a position to be re-signed next year, but it for him as a career uh, and on the more short term, uh, Nick Ritchie was a late poll and he is apparently day to day with a uh, lower body injury. I believe maybe upper. I, I would have to pull up the tweet. Sorry.
0: Uh, upper body injury. Sorry. There you go. There you go. Upper body injury. Um, but anyways, as uh, as as I was getting though, like despite those injuries, you know, like you know, two players being out, more two more players being out, when the Arizona Coyotes. You know, they. I, I like the word that you use. They were resilient in this game. You know, yeah. They, kind of, they didn't come up with the win, but the resilience they showed is huge, because you know. That's part that we're talking about is, you know, when a team takes an early lead. And in this case, you know, the Blackhawks took a 2-0 lead in the first period. Uh, it seemed like, you know, that's, some, that's something that like earlier this month, that's something that would kill the Coyotes' confidence and they just would, wouldn't do anything. And this game was different. Obviously, yes, it's the Chicago Blackhawks is a different team than any of the other teams they played earlier this month, but I
1: think it still applies. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, given how, like, I think the Coyotes have scored three goals in two games this month before this game, like, when the Blackhawks went up two goals in the first period, you're like, oh, is there even a game left? Can the Coyotes get, like, three goals? Because that's next to impossible uh, most nights. And then they avoided a second period collapse, which is also, like, a rare thing. something that I really liked about the Coyotes that we've talked about uh, in the past, is just kind of how they stay in the game. Like even if they're losing, they're going to be like engaged in the final minutes and they are engaged in the final games of the season. And that does speak to a good kind of solid work ethic in, you know, enforced from the coaching staff.
0: You know, and I think that's, you know, a lot of that, again, Andre Tourne is probably having a lot of conversations with the team as as they, fa- as they face this final stretch, these final yeah. few games because they're like, all right, you, we know what's going on here. We know, but, you know, we know we're battered, we know this, whatever. And he's probably giving them, you know, the, all those tips. Again, this is a really young team. You know, they yeah. have a lot to learn and it's good that they have a coach who's worked with young players for most of his career. <laughs> so, Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And I mean, especially when you look at like kind of the makeup of this team, there is a lot of young players, a lot of, you know, Tucson Roadrunners players too. uh, And then like a lot of veterans on the other end of things. And, you know, you kind of need someone who can talk to both and kind of mitigate that. Like, I'm sure he is having a lot of very difficult conversations that I would not want to have. Like, there's a reason I am not a, you know, coach of a team like those sound very tough
0: yeah no that would be an incredibly tough job to i mean no one be a coach of a team and two to be that person that kind of has to get into a locker room and address people address certain players or certain personnel with concerns and listen yeah. to them and everything like that. that's a lot that's a, that takes a lot
1: especially for a team like the coyotes like signing in for a rebuilding team like that is a certain type of person like one who is able to kind of work with people and develop and you know know that you are needing to build relationships in a tough circumstance which you know absolutely has happened like we are seeing some like good things even in these losses by the coyotes
0: absolutely but once again, the, the final score in this game, 4-3, to Chicago Blackhawks take the win in overtime. We're going to continue to break this down, game down in a little bit. We're going to uh, discuss some players that stood out, as well as uh, you know, make any other points that we think is absolutely necessary. Before we get to that, though, I want to tell you guys about Shady Rays, an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for the fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed, durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also something that you won't find anywhere else, Shady Rays' insane protection program. Shady Rays includes loss and broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happened. Give them a try, and if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus... 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. Exclusively for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's the code LOCKEDON for their best deal of the season, 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses. Backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. Okay, so let's continue this episode of Lockdown Coyotes. We're breaking down Arizona versus Chicago. Final score, once again, 4-3 Chicago in overtime. Let's talk about some players that stood out, Carl. And I'm going to go ahead and go with the first one right off the bat that I want to talk about. And that is the rookie, Nate Smith, getting his first career NHL goal in the third period to bring it within a one-goal game from three to one the three to two uh what a you know like you know what a happy moment for you know to be able to get your first career goal
1: absolutely uh and you know it was a nice goal like going hard to the net like that for that rebound like that's that's how you're going to score goals in the nhl so if he can do that more like i i think that's just the first of many goals we're going to see from nate smith
0: it's awesome, you know, to see again as we talked about these young players who are coming in from the NCAA and doing stuff like that. You know, seeing those opportunities come out, and that's what I love about. And I mentioned this before. That's what I love about this point of the season, right? Because you see those players, and you're like, "All right," especially for a rebuilding team, right? Because you're like, "Oh, we're actually getting getting a chance to see the future of the franchise right before our eyes." It's awesome. Yeah, and like it's it's awesome because like you get to see that more. Uh, you, you, in I feel like you get to see more of potential for the future uh, in late in the
1: season than in preseason I mean yeah absolutely <laughs> I mean it's great to see like these players like kind of settle down learn their roles like get that like full year under their belt like get all the rust off and the Coyotes have been like getting some good performances from certain players like as the seasons come to an end.
0: Absolutely. It's it's um, it's really fun indeed. But once again, we wanted to give that shout out to Nate Smith for his first career NHL goal.
1: Ooh. Uh, and I have a, another player I want to talk about. Uh, and that's good old Nick Schmaltz two assists on the night, uh, a primary assist on Barrett Hayton's goal, like really good wraparound attempt. And then a secondary assist on the Stroman tying goal, uh, giving him 31 ca- or assists this season. That makes him the fourth player to have 30 plus assists uh, this year. The other three being Keller, Kessel, and Gostis
0: some good company right there.
1: That is some good company. And uh, it kind of underlies something that we've talked about a lot where, you know, the coyotes are getting some good performances from individual players. Like the team is doing bad as a whole, but we are seeing players like Keller uh, before, you know, he was injured and players like Schmaltz and Gossespierre, like really develop into, you know, good forces that the team is going to be relying on the next couple of years.
0: And it goes back to the theme that we were kind of going on before the season began. And, and, uh, everybody on this team has something to prove. Most Mm -hmm. of these players that they're something to prove is I want to play for another NHL contract. In the case of the players that you mentioned, these guys were like, I want to make sure I am, you know, have it like, that I am worth what I'm being paid one and two that, Um, I can be an integral part of this rebuild. I can be a part
1: of this franchise in the future. Yeah. I mean, Keller was the biggest lightning rod for, for, you know, topics of discussion for his contract. And, you know, he had just one of the best seasons we have seen from a coyote in a long time, but, you know, Probably second on that list was Nick Schmaltz. We don't really talk about him as much because, you know, everyone was always, you know, talking about Keller. But Schmaltz has had a very solid season, you know, hitting the 20 goal plateau, hitting the 30 assist mark. Like these are like good accomplishments on a year where his center has mostly been Travis Boyd. And that's no offense to Travis Boyd, uh, but, you know, like these are kind of things that you would have maybe expected if he had like a franchise center.
0: Absolutely. It's pretty fun to, uh, you know, to to see all that. And and again, going, you know, going back, going to all that is, you know, seeing all the individual performance, you know, 30 assists is is, uh, um, on top of, you know, his goal count too. Like that's, you know, He's had, he has a solid season, um, and that's um, that's that's awesome to see. You know, it's again, it's all it's great for the future for this team, right? Because again, we want it, in, and and I, I obviously, I'm going to freaking keep saying that, right? Anything that <laughs> that you know that you see that's good is good for the future of this Coyotes.
1: Yeah, there there are very few things that are good uh, just for the moment because so much of this Coyotes franchise is about the future. Uh, The one maybe really good individual, Phil Castle, uh, also had two assists, uh, and he had his 40th and 41st. So, 41 assists for Phil Castle. Very impressive, Mark. Um, And kind of something that we've hinted at throughout the year, he has shifted from... A goal scored to you know still being able to really set up players. I, I think some teams are going to be kicking themselves for not taking a chance on him,
0: right? And, you know, and I think that's um, and this is all all things considered. You know, I mean, with the how the late in this season gone for Phil Castle, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like obviously he's not feeling good, at not getting traded, but you know he's still making the most of it and doing what he can because. Um, now he knows that if he's able to play at least one more year, just a few more games, yeah. he can catch up to uh, <laughs> to Yandel's <laughs> record.
1: Do, do you think uh, he like signs on with a team with the intention of only going to the record? Or do you think he wants to go for another full year?
0: I think he wants to go for another full year. Okay. Um, I think, I mean, a lot of, a lot of players want to go for that, you know, go for those high records and stuff like that. Cause that's, and just, and that's just on their mind, but some of them still want to play no matter what. Um, Yeah. I can give an awesome example about that. This player isn't playing right now, but he wants to. Um, And the, uh, a uh, former Shark Patrick Marlowe. Yeah. Like, he played even you know like like once he got the all-time games
1: played record, he's like, I still want to play a few more games. I still want to keep going. But yeah, but I think uh like if you're Kessel, you saw what happened to Yandel. Do you really want to risk being a healthy scratch? Yeah, but I mean professional athlete, so he probably has it like ingrained in his personality to risk that okay yeah there's
0: a couple there's a couple things and i think i I think in his mind it's let's see how high he can get it right how high he can get it no matter what honestly i'll be real with you no one's gonna touch it right because to these days is you don't get iron man's anymore
1: i mean Keller was on an Ironman until you know his leg broke. So there are still Ironmans. They are definitely not as common, but I think Whoa, that's just like I'm, it's hard to get that. These, I'm talking about
0: this level of Ironman. You know, we're never yeah. we're not going to get a player who can you know who can get that many games in a row, like.
1: Yeah, I mean, especially, uh, especially just with the way the NHL has been the past decade, with uh, shortened seasons and lockouts and all of that. Like, uh, it's if, gonna be tough to. If those, se- if those shortened
0: seasons didn't happen, imagine where some players would be in terms of games played and like,
1: yeah, uh, and and goals scored, and just uh, it was. Things could have looked completely different.
0: Uh, I wonder what the coy- what the Coyotes would have looked like that COVID year before, the, if they would have made the playoffs. Because they made it because of the, the re- bubble. bubble restructure.
1: Uh, I thought they were... Uh, they were starting to fall apart. Um, but... Yeah. There is a chance they could have rebounded. Uh, I do not remember how tight the standings were. Uh, I do remember them being like I I, I don't know. I don't think the coyote, the coyotes would have been would have guaranteed made it. It would have been definitely a, a harder risk than you know beating the predators in a play in round. Fair enough. Fair enough.
0: Anyways, though, we still got more to get to on this episode of Lockdown Coyotes. We're going to wrap things up as we as we finish up this conversation as Arizona Coyotes fall to the Chicago Blackhawks 4-3 in overtime. We're going to get more to that in just a moment, but first, a quick word from Carl.
1: So I have a message from my friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. You can find all the way to sports development, uh developments league reviews and news including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the major league baseball season bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs esports and more head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bet online where the game starts i do need to apologize to our friends at bet online because i said six and a half for the over under is ridiculous. <laughs> what happens? <laughs> Four three overtime win. Uh so just yeah. over. Just over. Oh my god. <laughs> so so this is why you should trust Bet Online because uh they know because
0: they know the trends. Yeah know it the was trends. the
1: most embarrassing prediction I
0: think I've had this season. Hey it happens to the best of us right yeah. it happens yes. to the best of us but let's 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 uh, get more into this though. Um first of all, I got to have to give one more shout out. You mentioned him in the beginning of this episode in Karel melka He had a 36 game uh 36 save game uh and obviously he didn't get the win, but oh my god, like that dude was freaking like like, you know, stretched sh- stretched so far out that like, you know, like he he was a workhorse.
1: Yeah, he made some absolute killer saves. Uh, the two goals that he led in uh, in the first period, both of them were rebounds. Like the Coyotes need to do a much better job at like cleaning up the front. Um, and then the second period goal uh, was a ridiculous bounce off of Smoltz's skate. Cannot blame him at yeah. all. Like this is one of those games where like I get people are frustrated with him right now. I, I do not think he is playing his best hockey. Uh, I think he could probably just like do better if he sat a couple of games but we're just beyond that but this was a like a good indicator of like what he has been for most of the season
0: it has been um still not his best game obviously we we uh we've talked about his best games those yeah. are those are like you know, oh my god, this is this is the kind of kurovi mocha we wanted to see. Um, we're not going to see it every night, but oh my god, this is amazing.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and to be fair to him, uh, his best games also have the team playing moderately well in front of him. Uh, yeah. Although, let's be fair, they have hung him out to dry a couple times, and he has still stolen games, so... Um, I gotta think... Uh, against
0: Winnipeg in November. Yeah. Right? Um that was the what the one nothing shutout what?
1: win. <laughs> 45 plus uh save. That was that was his
0: first 45 plus save. Um Yeah. I think yeah. he has
1: four on the season?
0: Yeah, four or five, something like that. Um Yeah. Like which is absolutely ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Um it, it it goes to show, like, the quality of his play when he is playing his best and just, like, how the team can just turn into a shooting gallery if things go wrong. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I think one
0: more thing regarding Vemilka. I think it was earlier this week it was um, mentioned, but I think the uh, Karel Vemilka has the uh, – like, in terms of for the Coyotes, got the, like, most starts for a goaltender rookie since, like,
1: the beginning of this, beginning of the last decade, right? I mean, yeah, that fits. I'm trying to think who would even come close for that.
0: I remember what the name, like, they, 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 they said it during the broadcast earlier this week. It is...
1: Byzantine no I'm trying to think who the Coyotes have had as rookie goaltenders I gotta kind t- of take
0: a look at who it was if I can remember. It would take way too long to find it because it's.
1: Yeah, we we'll we'll just tweet that out after the episode uh, for if you're curious because that that is an interesting stat. You are definitely gonna have to get back. Uh, but I yeah. know,
0: I, I know, I like I heard it, and I know it's, I, and I know it's now true that Kurobe Mocha is the most starts for a for a rookie goaltender for the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah. Um I just gotta figure out who he beat out because the name is just escaping me right now. And it's ridiculous. I'm just like, oh, I wish I had this on on me
1: right now. I mean, it's it's definitely before my time in in really watching or covering the team, because like I said, I don't think the coyotes have had a lot of rookie goaltenders um in the past couple of years. They tend to be like more about rehabilitating uh past goaltender trauma uh we saw that with everyone from mike smith who somehow is doing phenomenally in edmonton uh to you know darcy kemper who i I do not think the kings really valued at all and now he is doing amazing things in colorado
0: absolutely so um goaltending in general the heroes and the coyotes This is awesome just awesome yeah. to talk about right
1: yeah yeah definitely like i i know things are not ideal with coyotes goaltending right now i get it i think they're going to need to make some big moves but eh, just kind of it's the end of the year uh, i don't think too much can really be done uh, to improve things much more
0: absolutely um but anyways uh one more thing I want to discuss with, you, with all you guys so the Arizona coyotes get the one point in this after with the ot loss puts them at 50 standings points um now I kind of want to go circle things back because you know we have still have still have a bit to discuss and that is the coyotes again their worst season was back what that 2015 season. Um, before that year, when they got when they ended up getting the third overall pick, fifty six yeah. points. Um, that was their lowest um, in a full in a full season, and they're at fifty now.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, and they have five games left. Uh, these five games are against the Washington Capitals, the St. Louis Blues, the Minnesota Wild the Dallas stars and the Nashville predators. I don't know about you, Robin. I'm pretty sure the Coyotes are going to set a new record for their worst season.
0: Yeah, it's probably going to happen. Um, and that was part of what I discussed at the beginning of the year with the, uh, bold predictions that we all did with the rest of the lockdown NHL channel. Um, and I said that they are on track for historically low point total. Um, and here we are. <laughs> historic.
1: I, I will say that you would have been wrong if they did not suffer from some of the worst injury luck I have seen befall a hockey team.
0: Yes, let's be let's you know, and let's be real about that because um and and I think you know Craig Morgan, for example, he tweet he, like he, he said the made the perfect tweet out earlier this week. It's like let's be like let's let's let us be clear. That the Coyotes collapse at the end of this season is not rebuild-centric. It is, and I'm, of course, paraphrasing here, um, it is all injuries. And I'm like, yes. (laughs) Like, yeah, there's no way that they would have finished this season this
1: poorly if,
0: you know, they didn't get all those injuries to end up.
1: Yes, absolutely. Like, the Coyotes are currently the worst team in the NHL. Like you said, they have 50 points. The Montreal Canadiens have... Fifty-one. So just one point ahead. They are probably not going to get many points to end the year. But like, if Clayton Keller was still playing, if Jacob Chickering was playing, if Lawson Kraus was playing, I do think that they would, you know, maybe not be like much higher, but definitely more points than fifty-one. They would have gotten one more win than they have now.
0: Yeah. Um. And it would have been – they would have stolen some games. Let's say yeah. that. They would have stolen something. You know.
1: Stole- I mean, absolutely. Like, so much of what we have been, like, missing from this team, both offensively and defensively, are, are pl- those players. Like, just like, yeah, the Coyotes are missing someone to, like, stand in front of the net and power plays. Austin Krause isn't there. The Coyotes are missing someone to do – Everything. Clayton Keller is not there. The Coyotes are missing their other defenseman who, uh, you know, that's Jacob Chikrin. Although uh, we didn't really met- mention him too much and we're running out of time. Uh, Anton Stroman had a phenomenal game, got the Coyotes third goal. Uh, he has honestly been like other than Goss' pair, the best Coyotes pickup um, from this off season, I would say.
0: And it's awesome because, you know, you think about what uh, Bill Armstrong has been doing, right? And, you know, getting a lot, getting some of these picks. And he's been, like, he's been doing a great job setting up this rebuild and getting certain players who can, you know, hold down the fort for the short term and, you know, make it less, like, less depressing. It's still a pressing season? Yeah. But, yeah. you know, make things interesting with these players. Um and they're gems too. They're like gem finds because like, you're like, Oh, strawman or, Oh, gossip spear. Like, what do they have left? They're overpaid. We don't, or like, they just don't have anything left in them. Like, what do you, what, what do they have to offer? And then <laughs> they pull that kind of stuff out.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's the opportunity. It's what we keep talking about. Like the, the reason why, so many of these players are willing to like take a chance on the coyotes is because they are taking a chance on themselves.
0: Exactly. Absolutely. It's, but we'll end on that note as we discuss women, well, I like, cause we'll get more into rebuild talk and also like that during the off season when we have a lot of time, because we will have a lot of time in the off season.
1: <laughs> yeah. And by off season, you need like two weeks from now. Exactly. After the end of, Next week's games. <laughs> yep, it is just now like uh it continues to surprise me how how quickly it's coming up.
0: Absolutely, but we'll end on that note. I will give you guys a teaser before we close things off. Just to let you know that you'll want to stay, you you'll want to tune in Saturday night for a bonus episode that we're going to have. It's, a, it's going to be a it's going to be a live episode. Both Carl and I are going to be at Gila River Arena to break down the Arizona Coyotes versus the St. Louis Blues. hmm Yep. It'll be an exciting time. You guys will definitely want to tune in for that. Um, it'll be the first time we do a show together in the same location.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep. First time we uh, are together in the same location talking about hockey. Uh, it'll be fun.
0: It will be fun indeed. You'll, you'll, you will. You will not want to miss it anyway that is it for today's episode of lockdown coyotes hope you guys like what you heard if you did don't forget to leave a review like comment subscribe if you get to you ready we we'll are be able everywhere you get your podcast including on youtube don't forget to find us on social media we're on facebook facebook.com slash lockdown coyotes on instagram at lockdown coyotes and on twitter at lo underscore coyotes i am personally at robin underscore Leano. carl pavlec is carl pavlec ffh Interact with us, ask us a question, we might answer them right back or on a future episode of the Lockdown Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.